been lounging, lounging with Skipper. <laughs> You've been lounging, lounging with Skipper. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to another episode of Lounging with Skip, episode 34 to be exact. I want to welcome you all to, uh, you know, another episode of talking to one that's in the entertainment industry and talking about the journey into, you know, into, into the landscape, into the field of what it is that they do. And the journey of that for those out there that have aspirations and want to feel inspired to branch out of their own comfort zone to see just where, you know, the heights can take them. Um, I'm sitting here with a man that I met about 10 years ago um, in the barbershop, St. Louis, you know what I'm saying? Um, Jamestown Mall, to be exact, you know what I mean? And, and, And this guy, he always has some, like, a... A certain energy about him that was wasn't really a, a, a energy of content, but more so of an energy of exploring, of exploration, um, and his and his, his energy. Cause weren't you at Carl's place too? Do you know Carl? Now you know where it's Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. And Sydney, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I was seeing him at both barbershops that I was working at. Now you know ways to fade with Carl mm-hmm. and uh 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 uh. What, what was Sydney's uh? Barbershop Dang It started with a C Didn't it Man my mind just went blank I can't believe I forgot the name Of that barbershop I was there for Two Mm. years I believe A year and a half Was it Creations Nah It's on the tip of my tongue I can't even Sydney if you're hearing this Forgive me I I totally (laughs) forgot Um, But I worked there with Reno Yeah I forgot the actual name Um, But anyway Jamestown Mall isn't there anymore It's gone But anyway So I met this guy and, you know, he was always hitting me up like, man, Skip, so what's it like when I moved out here to L.A.? And, uh, you know, we had a few conversations and the man made the move. And here he is today. I'm talking to Rich LaRue, the, 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 the content creator, the videographer, the director, the um, uh, 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 what, what's the last one you said? TV personality. Yeah, TV personality. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> St. Louis is on Rich LaRue. What's going on, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's good? Rich LaRue, straight out of the Lou. Straight out of the Lou. Okay, okay. LA, five years now. Mm, five years. Five. It's, been, it's, it's been a road, huh? Bro, it's been a road, man. But it's, uh, it's a road that you hop on. And you never know where it goes. Yeah. But as long as you watch that TV, you see where you can go. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so, so where are you from in St. Louis? Where, where'd you go? Um, Florissant. Okay, Florissant. Creepcore. Uh, I was in, what, Spanish Lake when I first got there. Okay, so where are you, so were you born in St. Louis? Mm, no, Chi-Town. Okay, you were born in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. So, you moved to St. Louis, um, grade school. Yep. Fourth grade, Townsend. You went to Townsend. Yeah, I, okay. I went to Townsend. Man. Okay. And what high school did you go to? Uh, I went to uh, Central. Hazel Central. I, yeah. And okay. then I went to Rosary, returned it in the Trinity. Okay. Uh, Catholic school. I, you know, I've got read. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What around what years were you at Hazel Central? That was what oh, 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 three. So 2000, 2000? 2000, Okay. Yeah. yeah, I went to Hazel Central too. Graduate, mm-hmm. graduate ninety four. So. Okay, boom. So when you're back in, you know, back in school or whatnot, did you ever were you like acting or you filming anything, or was it one of those things where people looked at you like, "Yo, Rich, you, you got a personality" and all that? Like, like how did all that come about <laughs> for you at that age? 
Shout out to the homie DJ Soulfly. Mm. From Soulfly? Yeah, Soulfly. He he worked next door at the uh next door to the shop in the in the, was it the Foot Locker or the, yeah, something like uh like a like a shoe store. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it was Glicks or what it was. I think it was Glicks. But yeah, I think it was Glicks. but yeah, Darren Fryerson, DJ Soulfly. He was DJing, and um, that's back when I was hype, you know, hype man rich. Hype man rich. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. I was hype man rich, and um, so so he was DJing, and I was just like, "Yo, and let you me hop on the parties. mic." Okay. Yeah, and I was like, "Yo, look, I never forget the first time it was at, I think McClure North or Lutheran, mm. one of them schools." He was DJing. I was like, "Yo, let me get on the mic." Got on the mic, and. Um, no, so like, he was DJing the actual school party. Yeah, he was a real DJ. He was like doing it, and I, I was just, you know, I was my guy. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just gonna roll with you. I got on the mic one time, and mm-hmm. then I did it again, and then mm-hmm. did it again. I was like, okay, you know what? I need a name. Mm-hmm. And then the the crazy part, I never forget it, nigga. Oh man, I was at, I was at McClure. He was DJing, and this dude came in. With all this energy, got on the mic, he was rocking it, and I was like, well, that's how I'm supposed to do it. Mm. Shorty the Prince. Mm, Shorty the Prince, That okay. was the first day I met Shorty, and I was like, okay, and I, I, I think he had just got on the radio or something mm. like that. I was just like, damn, well, that's how I need to do it. And then it's like, I watched him. I'm a person that, regardless of if it's me doing construction how I used to do, yeah. or just the way that I'm built. I see something done one time, I can mimic it. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to hit everything with excellence, and it's like watching Shorty. I was like, "Yo, I gotta, I, I gotta do it." You know what's so interesting? I remember when Shorty, the Prince, right? Yep. Yeah, I remember when he first started uh, working at the radio station. I remember he used to, I think he would work like Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. It was somewhere around there was a time when no one was probably really listening, but they was giving him a chance. Yep. And I remember turning the station on and thinking like, who is this kid on Magic 10 or whatever it was at the time? Um, Magic 104. Oh, no. How 104.1. Yeah. And I'm like, who is this kid talking? And it's just interesting to see where he, you know, has, has become. And I kind of follow him. It's like, I, I noticed that the moment he left St. Louis, mm. he was on. Yeah. 106 in part. Mm-hmm. And then the moment I left St. Louis, mm-hmm. less than a year, I was hosting the BT Experience. Okay, so, <laughs> high school. So this was in high school when you and SoFly, you were hype, you were doing the parties. And then me and Shorty started doing parties together. Okay, so this was, you were just, but you're still in high school. Um, was I in high school or college then? I think I was in high school then. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, we, no, this was, hey, I know, Eighth grade, I think so. Okay. Yeah, it was high school. Okay, so you graduated what year? Uh, 05. 05. Graduated 05. Now, after college, I mean, after high school. I went to Rankin. You went to Rankin. Okay, what college. was your, why'd you decide to go to Rankin? I went to <laughs> parents. Mm. You know, you know the thing is now, man, back in the day, I understand the history of where we come from. And it's like, we have the opportunities to be everything that our parents couldn't. Mm. And, you know, I'm sure everybody done heard it, heard it say, hell, you know, y'all should go to school, be a doctor, be mm-hmm. a lawyer, mm-hmm. you know, now we're able to do that. And it's like, we don't want it. And um, I think my, my stepdad owned a construction company. Um, he did trucking. So I was in the construction field and he wanted me to do this. And I, I just, I didn't want to do it. I don't know. I don't know why I went. So I went 
Uh, I actually went to Rankin for computer technology. Okay. I sat in that class for a day and a half. I dropped out, changed major. <laughs> you was only there for, okay, you was there for a day and a half. A day and a half because um, I just couldn't, I couldn't sit there and just be on a computer all day like a nerd. Yeah. It, it, it just wasn't me. You felt confined, confined yeah. to one thing, to one spot. Exactly. So then I switched to electrical because I actually, I, it was more hands-on. I can move around. You know, I can go wire up a whole house right now probably still. Mm. And then, um, uh, let me see. I did electrical. And then I had my landscape company in mm-hmm. St. Louis. I remember that. That's what I was doing um, right out of high school because I couldn't get a job anywhere. So you started your own company? Yeah. Landscape company. Okay. Started my own landscape company. Now see, even at that point, that's what I'm saying, being so young and deciding to start your own landscaping company, that right there, you know what I'm saying, showed something, some some initiative, so to speak. It showed that you was trying to take your destiny in your own hands versus waiting for something to happen. You went and made something happen. So... How long were you going about with your construction business? That was like, man, from, because I, I worked at Lowe's and Home Depot. I worked in the lawn and garden department or electrical because I did electrical to meet clients. Mm. That's how everybody knew me in St. Louis. Mm. So it's like, you know, they went there and my name just traveled. You know, mm. you do good, everybody started referring you. And that's, I, I've built my entire career even now based on referrals. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how I've made it five years in LA. Mm-hmm. Never had a job. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I, you know, my name speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Now, during this time, were you still doing, are you still doing hype, you know, hype man, you know, hype manning the parties or were you just strictly just, when you were landscaping? Or were oh. you strictly just so, nine oh, to five okay. independent landscaping so is, business? So this is what happened. If you Google industrytv.com, and that's industry spelled without the I. So N-D-U-S-T-R-Y-T-V.com. That was a company that I started when I realized I wanted to host and be on TV. Okay. And that's when I... You started this. Yeah. Um, if you type it in on YouTube, you'll see all my interviews. So I said, man, <clears throat> I live in St. Louis. There's no opportunity here at all. Okay, mm-hmm. nobody say mm-hmm. to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Whatever over 50% of something is being done at, to have that, that's where you got to go. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had to come to L.A. But most people like to go to L.A., try to get people to put you on and do stuff. like, nah, I don't know nobody. I got to do it myself. Mm-hmm. So I started that company, and basically it was Revolt, what that is now, and All Deaf Digital before they even existed. Mm-hmm. I created a team. I had somebody to run my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram. I had I writers. I remember that, too. Right. So what I would do, <clears throat> I would go to all the clubs, and I would film the celebrities that came in town. Then after they mm-hmm. got done performing, I wanted to do an interview. Mm-hmm. And me doing that, was able, I was able to build my hosting reel. Now, who was filming you? Was- so when I first started, 99 Ways to Fade, yeah, yeah. Carl. Carl. Yeah, Carl was, okay, so Carl, Carl was, was the filming. guy with the video. Mm, so, right. you know, and Carl tried to help me out. I, <laughs> if he's listening to this, he's going to tell you about the first time I choked. Um, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I, was in, I was at... Uh, What's the club downtown off? All the way in the back. I know you're talking about. It was, it was the hood one. Yeah, yeah, bottoms yeah, yeah. up? No, not bottoms no, up. No, no, no. That's a strip club. It was uh, the uh, one. Yeah, you parking. You, the, the, it was parking uh, back there. Under the bridge. Also, yeah, yeah. Under the bridge. Yeah, uh, oh, man. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, that club. But it was, down, it was downtown. 
and they had the upstairs and downstairs. Yeah. If you look right yeah. over, yeah. that's where all the DJ convention was at. Yeah, I know you're talking yeah. about. I know you're talking about. Um, I forgot the name. Yeah, but I, I was there and I was interviewing Yo Gotti. Okay. Hey, what's up? It's your boy Yo Gotti. Yo, what's up, man? I'm hype, man. Rich. Uh, yo, what's going on? It's like, oh, you know, what I man. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, all right, y'all heard it first. That was it. That was it. Yeah, hey, Carl. I'm like, if I can ever see that footage, man, <laughs> like <laughs> to go from that to like killing it out here. Yeah. But it was like, I just wanted it. And then after Shorty the Prince kind of left, I had another person that I was looking at. Mm. It was Young Dip. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, yo, what's up, it's your boy Young Dip? I was like, okay. So it's like I, I kept hearing it, and I guess we kind of resemble each other's energy or whatever. Mm. So it's like. I always heard that voice, mm. and it's like I'll just walk around. Like, now, he, now he was on a radio station too. Yeah, he was on Hot How, How 104.1. Okay. Yeah, and it's like, man. So why didn't you ever go to like to the radio station? The first time I actually went, um, I actually hit up Boogie one day after seeing him. So after he started to notice me because I was always around doing stuff, and I, I I don't know when it was. I was like, bro, I was like. Let me come work there. And I was like, I work for free. I wanted to just learn the board. Right. I just wanted to be around that mm-hmm. energy and the atmosphere to just know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I, I can't do it. And then I, I get it now, you know, with laws and all that. But mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, I don't care. I, I just want to be yeah, there. Just be I, I just want to see it. Yeah. Let me you just know? be up in there with, while you all are doing it. Yeah. And it didn't happen, man. Um, I never forget. So it was, was no intern. You couldn't intern. Couldn't intern. Couldn't do nothing. I, I didn't even care. I would just. I just wanted to be around. Yeah. And it's like nobody would. Oh yeah. Nobody would do it, man. Yeah. It, even the people that's still there now. It's like I've been. It was one guy I had an issue with there, and I think people in the loo don't understand what media really is. Mm-hmm. So when people want to try to do oh. We're the only exclusive um, media company that's supposed to be here. That's not how media works. Mm-hmm. Media is for every platform, for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to say something is exclusive, you can mm-hmm. do an interview just like everybody else doing. Don't be hating on them. Mm-hmm. But you get you you think of a question that's exclusive for you to put out there. Mm-hmm. Yo, um, we you know, A News went here, MTV like. When you TMZ. think of, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's there for the same thing. Mm-hmm. So why are you fighting over a spot because you want to be the only one? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I had people try to do that and people knew why I was there. It's like, yo, just let Richard do the interview. I'm not trying to, t- I don't even care about it. I just want to interview. So basically it was from St. Louis hate going on. Yep. Right? You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I mean, that, that seems to be the same. You know, it's like because St. Louis is so small. That nobody wants, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where the, the gate opens only for a little small, for a couple people, mm-hmm. and then it shuts again. Yep. It's like nobody wants to, it's like everybody's the gatekeeper of letting somebody into the, in the gate, you know what I mean? Versus just be like, man, just come on, you never know who you may, whatever, whatever the case may be. But that's one of the reasons why people will say, you know what, fuck this, I'm up out of here. Yep. Okay. Even the people that was throwing the, throwing the parties, man. It's like, yo, why should I have to be fighting? You know why I'm here. And i never forget, I did this one behind the scenes of this whole event. I made that video. And so this is when I taught myself. So Carl, after I realized, you know, it, it, it'll take Carl a minute to give me back my footage. I, I didn't know what to do. I said, I'm going to teach myself. Mm-hmm. I got on Final Cut. I learned it. Mm-hmm. And then my brother moved up. He moved out there with me. I was like, cool. I'm going to show him how to film. Because I was learning. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
uh, from the shy. So I, he was filming for me, mm. and then that way I can film and give it to Carl to edit. Then that took too long. I was like, cool, I'm gonna show myself how to edit. Yeah, so I taught myself everything off of YouTube. So that way you didn't have to wait on nobody. And I didn't have to wait, and that's how I built my hosting reel. Mm. That way, when I came to LA, I got rid of Robbie Reed, who's the casting director for mm. BT. Like, I, I was already ready. You had together. Now, when was it to that point? So, around what year was this when you were getting all this together? Was this like, what was this, 2007, 2008? Um, yeah. Okay. Now, I left in 2010, and you moved out here in 2014. What's it, 19? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Now, were you out here. Before for a little short time and no. then went back. I only came for like a weekend. Okay, so I remember you when we spoke. It was maybe mm, I don't know, maybe some sometime in 2011. I think it was maybe 2012. But we had spoken. You were like, man, I'm about to come out there, man, and what is it on? You know, and all this type mm -hmm. of stuff. I'm like, man, you know, for me at that time, it was it was it was rough. It was, you know what mm -hmm. I mean. I was in the trenches. You know what I mean. Um, but what was it that point where you said, okay, enough is enough. I'm gone. So I had my landscape company. Um, economy dropped. People that had money was holding on to it. People that didn't have one spending it. People didn't want to spend it. I was just like, I'm not happy. And I said to myself, you know what? If I'm going to be broke in St. Louis, I'm going to be broke in L.A., but broke with opportunity. Mm. And I sold my uh, pickup truck, which forced me to leave because that was my money maker. Mm. I didn't have a truck, so I forced myself to leave. Mm. I set a date. I made up my mind. I left my son. <clears throat> I told him what I was doing. Now how, how, how was that for you? It was tough. It was hard. i never forget that photo. Um, or just looking at it like in his eyes but I made the way now I got him and his mom here they live out there you know she got her life and you know we always been like dope friends no issues you know mm. what I'm saying it's like she's like a best friend mm. and um yeah man I, now he's here you know mm. he's on the AAU team he's like super dope at okay, basketball well, before we get to that okay. yeah 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 so <laughs> what was the final straw when you just said okay bump that I'm, I'm coming you sold the truck Honestly, Shorty. Okay. Watching him on BT, mm. I gotta go. I gotta go. Mm. I knew where I had to be. So, Shorty, if you're out there listening to this, you're out there inspiring people, you inspired this brother right here to get up, get out, get something, move to LA to pursue his passion. Here's where we are today. You know what I'm saying? So, little did you know of you being on TV. You was out here inspiring other brothers to, to basically get out there and do their thing. So, how much money did you come out here with? So, that's an interesting question. I always say, you can't save to come to LA. <laughs> right. Right, is, right, right, right. And if right. anybody knows me or, or if you don't know, I am the most positive person you will ever meet in life. Mm -hmm. But... It, I, I don't never say impossible, but it is impossible mm. to save to come to LA. Mm. If everybody has that magic number, mm. 10 grand. Mm. So all I need is 10 grand to come out here yeah, no. and and do it. So and when I came you, out you'll here- You'll be saving, then something will happen, and you be yep. back down, and you save Life some more. happens. Yeah. And not to mention, I'll say this just real fast, don't move to LA with nobody. And this is why I say that. Mm. Every time somebody says, yo, I'm, I'm moving to L.A., 
me and bro, me and fam, me and this person, one of them niggas is gonna be like, you know what? <laughs> um, bro, man, I, man, this happened. I can't go. Yeah. Now everything that you plan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is done. Like you, you can't even go mm-hmm. because you financially mm-hmm. depending on this person. Mm-hmm. You gotta come by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody may not be a soldier right, like right, you. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. So right. that being said, I came with nothing, mm-hmm. but I actually came with ten grand. Mm-hmm. I came with ten, and but I came with no vehicle. Mm-hmm. Came to Hollywood. Mm. I bought a BMW X5. Okay. So it was seven thousand. Um, okay. It was a two thousand three. It was you know it was cool. I'm like you know not new but just something cool to ride in. Look look a little good to create some opportunity because you gotta yeah, look like what you are. So, okay. so um, I got that uh, truck and then after about a month go by, no, I was here for a month in a rental car. Okay. When I came. To look for a car so i spent all that after about a month and a half the car had an issue i had to call a friend and get some money to pay it was like, no my um the bmw i had bought okay. had an issue after like three weeks that was like a thousand dollar fix Damn. and then um pretty much after three months in la so 10 g's was gone i had 27 dollars to my name mm-hmm. and I had just enough gas to make it to LA from, cause I was living in Laguna Hills. Mm. So I was living nice, I was, I was living poor. Mm-hmm. And um, I had enough gas, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to this spot they say called LA Casting. Mm. Sign up, never did background there in my life. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to. I, it, it, it's, it's nothing against it, but I just felt like I was better. Mm-hmm. I didn't need that. Mm-hmm. Looking back now, knowing how I moved, mm-hmm. I wish I would have. Mm, Cause you never know who you would have ran into all. Cause there's tons of people in LA cast and everybody got the same, everybody's in the same position yep. of being like, I'm just here for just to be around the camera to see who I can meet. Cause it's a, it's a uh, networking. It's and a I seize opportunities. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a room with Oprah, guarantee you, I'm gonna have Oprah's number mm-hmm. by the time we leave. Mm-hmm. That's just how I roll. Mm-hmm. People are like, why would you ask her that? Why not? Mm-hmm. I have something to offer her. You don't. Okay. So, <clears throat> boom. $27. You went to Central Casting or LA Casting. Then what? I met this girl at the BT Awards that, that uh, right, right when I got there, named Kayla. So she was from the BT? She was from BT? Uh, or she was? No, she was just a girl. Um, I was talking to in the BT lounge with Big Tigger and T Pain. Lorenz Tate um, at the BT after party. Okay, hold on a second. So when you did the LA casting, that was when you was in the background. Yeah, yeah, that's all background. Work. I seen that. Yeah, okay, I seen it. Yeah, yeah. that is background work. So that was. I, so hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. So that twenty-seven dollars that took you put the gas in the car to take you to LA casting. But no, but that wasn't for a job. But I went there to try to make some stuff happen. Okay. Yeah, but. But I never when completed. I saw you on the in the background of the BET award. Oh, that was me making my way through BET. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, get, okay. got you. So okay. no, that I was at the right that. place. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at the right place at the right time. Okay. I, it's like it, it's crazy. This because this you no wasn't lie. hosting yet. I think you were just in the background. I had just got here. Like just talking. I remember that. Yeah, I had, I remember, I had just I remember, got here. I remember that. So I remember that. Yeah, because when you, when, you, when you just got here, you had came by the shop. Yeah. That's right. Because yeah. I remember that. You had just there. got here, and next thing you know, you was in the background on the BET Awards. I was like, I, yo, I was, was that rich? What the hell? Right. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's Snoop Dogg said it best. He said, yo, I can give you, yo, I can give you the cars, the money, the hoes, the jewelry, but if you weren't born a star, 
you're not gonna be a star. Mm-hmm. When you got star power, mm-hmm. when you walk like a star, you you're where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So you move. So it's like I'm making my way in to move like I'm supposed to be. Excuse me. Who are you? You don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, just, like you're supposed to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you have that mentality, it just it just works. I got there. I I started to film. I knew where the camera was gonna be at. So I made sure I positioned myself to be in the shot. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Just to be, you know what I mean? Okay. So it's like when you learn both sides of the camera, you know how to play the camera. Gotcha. And so anyway, I met Kayla there. Kayla was a stylist. I said, cool. I'd love to have your number and connect. Okay. She hooked me up with my barber, Mike Lowry. Mm. Mike Lowry is the one that made pretty much everything. He happen. did the video. Now, did he do like some videos? No, you did some videos for him. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Went to Mike Lowry and... Um, he hit me up with this guy named Alton Glass. Mm. Yeah, I know Alton. That's my guy. Okay, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like my brother. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, now, Alton, him doing the VR stuff? Crazy. I started with him doing VR, and, For real? and then I just couldn't continue to try to educate myself because I had everything else going on. Yeah. But, um, but by the time it becomes super popular, he, he's going to be the, the go to guy. Yeah. Like yeah, all yeah, day. Yeah, but yeah. he got me this show. Um, he got me a job at Dream Magic Studios. Mm. They was looking for a TV host for, a, a, yeah. Oh, okay. He knew somebody that needed a TV host because that's what I came here for. Mm-hmm. And um, they needed a host for a show just like 106 and Park. And mm-hmm. it was airing in Lagos, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So uh, what they were doing was bridging the gap of Hollywood artists, uh, American artists, and um, Nigerian artists. Mm-hmm. So I had my show called Video Vault. And it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Video Vault was Carl's company in St. Louis, Video Vault. So hold on, man. This was called Video Vault yep. for Lagos, Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, you know, coming in, uh, what was it? It was like, yo, what's up? It's your boy, Mr. Rue. Coming in n- number five on the countdown right now. And we got Trey Song with Foreign coming up next. Like, it was everything that I wanted to do and I was doing. And it's called Video Vault. Now, you see how... That you know what I mean? Tied in. Got, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's signs like that. I was where I was supposed that to be. you go through that you that you experience and you say, okay, God, I get it. Like if you, it's like it, it becomes in line. Like you know, okay, I'm supposed to be here doing this right now. This mm-hmm. is, okay, it, it becomes more of a uh, solidification to what it is that you're already doing. Yep. So boom, you're doing this video vault show, Lagos, Nigeria. You're getting some, you know what I mean? You're getting you're getting some some exposure going. Uh, I text my son's mom. Mm-hmm. Sydney's barbershop was called St. Louis Styles. Say no, it wasn't St. Louis Styles. Hmm. No, it wasn't St. Not- Clientele. Clientele. Wow. That's it. That's so it. maybe that was another one. St. Louis Styles. That was off of. Uh, that was off. That was of, his uh, old one then. Yeah. Yeah, that was the old that one off, off, a, off of off of uh, Dunn Road or something like that. No. Well, I thought St. Louis Styles was off of uh, what was that? Um, Chambers and uh, and uh, no, that's Cut Styles and More. That okay. was Champ. Okay. Okay. Another St. Louis dope guy, Ludi. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Champ, Ludi, all them. Yeah. Man, so say so you naming these names, I ain't heard in like damn near ten years. Ludi, my guy. We was cool before he was Ludi. I guess you can say. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now you're doing okay so round this round what year was this 2000 what's that video vault lagos nigeria that was my first year in la so 2014 yep. okay 2015 what happened i worked at that studio for like a year and a half and almost two years maybe that and i was shooting all the tv shows there i was editing all the tv shows there 
it got a little shady. Um, I found out my worth. Mm. And when I found out my worth, I became a problem. And that's how Hollywood works. When you're too smart, you don't work. Because people that want to get over can't get over on you. Mm. So uh, I figured out my worth. And um, everybody that came in that studio, I made sure to organically connect with them to pull those contacts. That's just who I was. Mm -hmm. And um, I just made contacts, and that's how my name grew. Now, I know I've seen you. So that was in 2015. Mm -hmm. Anything in 2016 came about that? That's what I hosted. 2016 BT Awards. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, how'd you now how'd you land that 2016 the 2016 BT Awards? I did this. Um, I did this skit with Jahan Jones mm-hmm. called "The Love of Hip Hop Hollywood Spoof." I played like Ray J or Amaria, and um, it went viral. They actually aired it on VH1. Mm-hmm. Robbie Reed wanted to meet all the cast directors of just that thing. I met her Ivy, she saw me, I did an audition in front of her, and then um, I told her what I wanted to do. And then when the time came up, she put me in the pot. Mm. And I went to BT. And the day I got downtown to host, my phone was cut off. What never, happened? Never forget it. Why, why did you cut off? Money. You didn't pay the bill? You couldn't pay the bill? Couldn't pay the bill. So you couldn't pay the bill, but you're hosting a BT award. Hosting on BT. I, I, I made some calls, did what I had to do. My phone was back on that day, and I was good to go. But that was that was a real moment. Now, how did that feel, you know what I mean, being, you know, hosting the BET Awards? To go from somebody in St. Louis hosting to now, you know, folks wouldn't let you come in on the radio station. <laughs> they wouldn't let you do any of that. But here you are on TV hosting the BET Awards. How did that feel for you in that moment? I remember that. It's like I, people I don't that. understand the struggle. I made it this far, but I still got more to go. To them, he made it. Well, we I mean we we know it's different when you're living here. When you're yeah. living here and you make it, like that's great. I Keep making it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Keep on making yep. it. Like that's the thing. I interviewed Christian Keys um, when he was um, on the stage play The Wiz in Chicago. And I was like, yo, I'll never forget it. If you look it up, it's actually, uh, just go to industrytv.com. I think it's Rich LaRue interviews, cast of the Wiz in Chicago. i never forget it. I was like, yo, man, Chris, what's up, man? Like, yo, man, the crowd was going crazy. When you come out, everybody starts singing. The ladies going crazy. And this, that, and the third. He was like, bro, it feels good to be working. And I, that never clicked until I got here. I was like, wow. And every time I see him, I'm like, yo, you know, it's like, yeah, it's cool what y'all see, but mm-hmm. it feels good to be working because mm-hmm. people don't work. Mm-hmm. It's all we want to do is work. Mm-hmm. Everybody else get to just enjoy the art, mm-hmm. but to get that work. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like one of those things where I remember my first time working on set, um, and it was 2013, um, call it? working with Blair Underwood um, on a TV show he had called Ironside. Mm. When he was in the wheelchairs on NBC, and I remember I used to go in there and I would cut his hair in, the, in his trailer because I wasn't union yet, so I wasn't able to like cut on the actual set. And so I remember, um, you know, just that time working on on that show went for like two, two and a half to three months of going in. And I remember people on people there were just hey good morning and just really like everybody was like hey good morning and you know just real up. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm thinking like, damn, why is everybody so upbeat? And so it got to a point where when you would see people, you'd be like, hey, good morning, you know? And I remember um, it was one day I was sitting there and I was just watching everybody working. And I knew that this is where I want to be. You know what I mean? I want to be, you know, like one of the Hollywood barbers working on set, doing what it is I'm doing. And it was like I was looking through a window at everybody, you know, doing something, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that was on a Wednesday. No, that was on a Thursday. I was supposed to go back in on a Monday. I get a call from my mom Saturday morning said, Jason, I hear the, the show Ironside was canceled. I said, canceled? So I text the lady that I, I was in contact with who was letting me know like what days to come in, what time and stuff like that. So I text her, I said, hey, I just heard that Ironside was canceled. I said, does this mean I don't come in on Monday? She said, this means nobody comes in on Monday. <laughs> wow. I said, really? I called Blair. I'm like, yo. He's like, yeah, man. First thing he said was, yeah, man. <laughs> he said, yeah. That's why you got to keep seven seven uh, revenue streams. Seven streams of income. You know man. what I'm saying? You got to keep seven income streams because it's Hollywood. You never know what, so what may be here going now. It could be over them all. So that's interesting how old boy said that. He's like, man, I'm just happy to be working. You know what I mean? But to the other person that sees that, they're looking at it like, oh, man, you own it. But you really just happy to be working. Yeah, I'll show you people on TV sleeping on bunk beds. I've, I've seen a lot too. <laughs> So, 2017, 2018, what's been going on? I know you were doing, um, like you said, you were doing the workout. You was really into going yeah. to fitness scene. Didn't you do like a Colgate commercial or <laughs> something like yeah, that? Yeah, I was creating a lot. I was just creating a, a way for me. And uh, I did American Ninja Warrior. How was that? Uh, it was dope. It was fun. You know, they... They got the I got the I got my issues with them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a it's an all night thing, man. It's um that that first year I did it. They um, aired these shows on TV and everything. So about that, making it short. When you watch those type of TV shows, when you watch any type of giveaway, when you watch any type of uh, my revenge body being bullied, people that are aired are people that have been in pain, mm-hmm. people that have stories. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a heartbreaking story because mm. I've been on TV. I, I'm, I, I was too polished. I, I have my mom in my life, you know. I have my mm. parents. I don't have, you know, most people's stories on that show. If I lost a leg, I lost my mom. I'm fighting for cancer for my little sister. You mm. know, what I'm saying everybody mm. got a story. Mm. I didn't have one like that. And uh, that first year, I did six out of seven obstacles, and mm. I didn't get aired. Second year. Uh, it rained. They didn't get air. No, it, it didn't get air. I, I was too polished. Hmm. Yeah, you, you know it's TV. You know they want they want to have a story, so, something to build on. Yeah, yeah. Rich Barrows, very. So spiky. they paid you? No, no, no. That's not paid. Hmm. You only get paid when you win. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So they didn't air them. Did they air any of it? I'm sure. They, I think they did some promos or like commercials or something like that. Mm-hmm. But no, they didn't. They don't. Uh, out of out of out of what? Of like 100 people, I was selected, mm. and I did it mm. two years in a row. Mm. You know? But um, yeah, um, yeah, that then broke my ankle. Um, yeah, and I know that was tragic for you. Yeah, I didn't walk for almost four months. What was that like? You know, to be on the move, doing what it is you're doing, to all of a sudden now you can't even walk for you know three or four months. Most people listening or anybody out there, I'm sure your mind, everybody 
they always say, well, I guess you need to sit down. Mm. But it's crazy that I figured out your sitting down, your slowing down may not be um, what God slow down is. Mm. So it's like slowing down and sitting down is two different things. Mm-hmm. You're like, you needed to slow down? Nah, I don't need to slow down. So even when you was probably sitting down, I know you was editing and doing, you still doing in front of the computer, editing and doing something. As much as I could, but I, like the first month and a half, I really couldn't do nothing because I, ha- I couldn't I couldn't sit up. Mm. I couldn't sit because all the blood would rush down. So it, it, it was just too painful. Damn. So I had to keep it elevated for a minute. Damn. Yep. So um, what did, I mean, what, so what's going on now with you? Now I'm working on a documentary. Um similar to some of these conversations mm-hmm. can't say the name just yet but um it's that, a documentary about what huh documentary about what the, about your life no not, your not my life but others but the title alone mm-hmm. says everything okay yeah I just can't say it <laughs> but okay. trust me when this comes out this to be yo that's Rich LaRue mm-hmm. he did it mm-hmm. by himself by himself yeah <laughs> so, so do you think that it's best to do things by yourself versus have a team? Because I have a team. Okay. You know, and that's the thing. You do it by yourself, but when it comes to building an army, everybody wants to win. Mm-hmm. Everybody has different skill sets. So when you find people that have skill sets to build your team, you let everybody do them because there's no competition. Mm-hmm. And when people really see what you're doing and they're about you and where you are even if they want to use you heck use me but just do what you do because mm-hmm. ne- we're never fighting because we're all if I'm trying to be on TV and I got a sound guy I got a camera guy I got an editor okay the editor's not fighting with the sound guy because he ain't trying to be a sound guy he don't care about being the best sound guy because he's going to be the best editor right so you build the team of people that <clears throat> are the best what at what they, they do. do right mm-hmm. and then therefore you're you know, you're able you know, everybody, to not everybody is trying to compete with each other. Everybody is, you know, is falling into their own place, being the best that they can be to make the best product. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, you know, where we come up from, you know, St. Louis, everybody wants to run the entire thing. Nah, nigga, yep. ooh, nigga, you got to be like, you know, it's like what they say, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Yep, yep. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So, um... So yeah, I mean, like, is there anything that you can like give any type of inspiration, any type of last-minute words you want to give to somebody out there that, you know, the 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 the, the, the kid in in some small town in Omaha who may be listening to this podcast that, you know, wants to journey out. You know, what's some inspirational things you can give? If you have a vision, if you have a goal, if you have a thought, if you're weird, if people say you're crazy. You're too much into yourself, you're this, you're that. All that is amazing because that's what makes you who you are. And whatever vision that you have to do whatever it is that you may want to do, no matter how crazy it may seem, the craziest ideas um, create the craziest opportunities. Mm. All the weird people are geniuses. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say, if your mom, dad, sister, brother, uncle, grandpa, whoever, same religion, non-religion, if they don't believe in what you want to do, oh well. Because Dude. look at how many times they told Steve Jobs no mm-hmm. and what couldn't be done. Yeah, uh, Think of, if I was to sit here and be like, bro, you know what, man? I want to start a company where I just uh, 
go pick up food for people and drop it off. I'm like, okay, that sounds good, but you know, it's like, no, I want to do that. No, hey, bro, how you feel about, um, you know, the most random things? Uber Eats, uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Lyft, like, let me put taxes out of business. Think if I would have told you that mm-hmm. before Uber. Ten years ago. You know, you know what I'm saying? You'd be like, bro, you can't do that. It's, it's, it's too much work. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't know when you're passionate about something, you're going to put the work in that your own mom and dad's not even going to do. Right. So I say that to say, whatever it is that y'all want to do, go for it, no matter what. And whatever it is that you, you need to do to complete that, just find your team on the way. Find people to do what they do to make you look great. I'm curious to know, are there any things that you film for people, any music videos or anything like that? Or? I've shot for literally everybody. Now I seen you in the picture and like seen you with like Vivica Fox and yeah, all that's that. that's one of my best friends. <laughs> yeah. Now how, now how does that feel, man? To be living in the St. Louis and then come up and you like Vivica Fox, like one of your homegirls. Like it's crazy. I seen her at uh at Wild Beauty Supply. One <laughs> that day. was my second job here. I, I she called at, me. What I, at Wild? Yeah. Wild I'm, Beauty Supply. Yeah. I'm, I shot her um her wig line there. Mm. Yeah. I, I saw her up in there. And uh, I was like, oh, man, that's Vivica Fox. But I remember it was this dude that was like, he's like, man, that's Vivica Fox. And she, like, paid for her stuff, whatever, and walked out. And he, like, ran outside, like, can I get a picture? And she was like, not right now, baby. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking, like, what? Well, I was kind of thirsty of him. But, no, that's yeah. interesting, just the fact that, you know. And a lot of people don't understand. I'll let you go. Man, this is for everyone that has had a bad experience with a celebrity. Put yourself in this in these shoes. Let's take that wild beauty moment for example. Mm-hmm. She's already late getting to set. She's got to stop and grab a few things. The moment she stops to take one picture, more people come, mm-hmm. and it's like she can't. And say she already was inside and took three pictures. So by the time she got outside. It was that one more she like, Maybe baby, she ain't trying to take no pictures at all. I have to go. <laughs> she can never live her life. So people need to stop mm-hmm. being so sensitive. Like, oh, she was mean or he was mean. He was that. Mm-hmm. Like, just think when you think of how much time it takes a normal person to walk from their gate to their taxi or, or call service at the airport. Mm-hmm. Think of just how long that actually takes. Mm-hmm. Whether you're getting bags or not. Now, think of that same person. Everybody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. How long, how much longer do you think is, if it takes yeah. you 20 minutes to just walk to the airport, just to walk, to just imagine to the car. that, exactly, but, and you to decide, where you gotta go, right, where you gotta go on time, you decide to take 30 pictures on the way out while you're walking, now you get outside and somebody like, I just wanted a picture, I'm, I'm, it's like, just yo, to, yeah, like, gotta she go. gotta have a life, let them live, yeah, yeah. Now, um, you said you've done a lot of stuff as far as filming or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You shoot music videos for people. Yeah, music videos. If anybody wants to reach out to you, um, how can they reach you? Rich um, LaRue. Rich LaRue. R-I-C-H-L-A-R-U. Everywhere. Everywhere. When it comes to branding. Facebook, Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, Black Planet, MySpace. All that. <laughs> all that. Rich LaRue. Rich LaRue, man. Alright man, well hey, Rich, I appreciate you man, you know what I'm saying? From St. Louis to to LA, you know what I'm saying, out here doing it. Um, My thing is this, you know, just to everybody listening, you know, if you have a dream, you have a passion, you know, pursue that thing, you never know what may happen, you know, you never know where you may go, you know what I mean? Never doubt yourself, you know what I'm saying? This man right here went from hosting Hype Man 
hype man in the high school parties to hosting the BET Awards. You know what I'm saying? So if you put yourself in a position, you never know what you may achieve. So until next time, peace.